Hi there, I'm Father Matt Face. And I'm Amanda Vernon. Welcome to We Should Pray. The podcast where we discuss how prayer transforms tragedy into comedy. We're gonna talk about, well, tragedy. Definitely. Specifically in your experience what? as a Lions fan <sighs> and in your writing of poetry. I mean, our book. Maybe is, we should do that another time. No. Vanity, vanities. We should pray. We should pray. Our theme today is bad timing, great writing. Are we talking about ourselves? Yeah. And also God. Good. Good. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what we always talk about? It is. Yeah. That's pretty much all we talk about. And so as we think about this um this this phrase it's also a, a song uh bad timing is a song it is it's a song that you wrote yeah it's i think one of the first songs that i heard that you wrote like and, and knew that like you wrote this song what no you were following my music way before then all right fine yeah no it was the first you set me up for this I right here about what I'm, what I'm about to say. It was the first song that I wrote about you that you knew that I wrote about you. Well, that's certainly true. Wow. You just handed that to me yeah. on a platter. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, speaking of great writing, I am going to read segments of our book yeah. that you wrote. Because you know how when we released our book, I was in kind of a fog because I just had a baby. And like, how are you supposed to really remember anything? Anyway, so when I read our book now, I'm like, we said what? I'm like, yes. We published this for the world yes. to see? Remember how anxious I was? I'm just you were like, writing? you're being so honest. This is tragic. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Yeah. yeah, but see, the thing about bad timing. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Okay, but the great writing part is like also that it's God who's writing our story. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, exactly. like author of creation. That's where I want to get to. Nice this podcast. Okay, but uh, the bad timing part. Okay, so I feel like the worst timing is timing that is so close to being right, but mm. it's just wrong enough. Yeah, like when you are trying to get catch your flight in the airport and you see them like closing the door yeah and then they close the door yeah or because like you've you've just run yeah and like still missed it exactly yeah. um or say like you are going to check in through security for your flight and you notice that there's no line of people mm -hmm. and so you're like let me just do my makeup before i go through security I do and that then a lot. by the time you get to security there's a huge line Ugh. which is gonna make you miss your flight yeah that's bad time hypothetically speaking like let's say if you did that you'd probably not do that again also if you happen to do that when you're in where is it alabama was that where it is yeah alabama you learn a lot about southern culture and what timing means to different people okay yeah this actually happened to me surprise oh really yeah i wouldn't have guessed from and those context clues so i went up to 
to this is when I was not traveling as frequently as I came to travel, but I went up to the counter, the ticket counter, and I'm like, okay, I didn't check through security soon enough. Now that there's this huge line, I don't know what to do. And is there any way I can change my flight to a later time? Because I'm cutting it really close. And the guy behind the counter said, well, let me say hair. And then he proceeded to type with one finger <laughs> at a time. Anyway, I missed I missed that flight. <laughs> uh, there was one time when I almost got on a plane to Orange County when I was supposed to be going to Wichita, Kansas, which I don't think would have actually been bad. I think that would have uh-huh. been a good trip. I was actually in the jetway. And they're like, ma'am, ma'am. I'm like, yeah. They're like, where where are you going? I'm like, why? They're like, this plane is going to Orange County. I'm like, that sounds nice. They're like, no, are you supposed to be going to Wichita, right? I'm like, fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the wrong gate. Anyway. um, I keep talking about airplanes. Have you noticed that in all these different episodes that we have? I was on an airplane. Now, it's it's like old news. It's like like, like I'm one of those people like, I used to travel. Back in my day. I used to fly on airplanes. I used to make eye contact with Aaron Rodgers. Um, We'll get to that later. We'll come back to that. Hey, speaking of football. Yeah. Timing. Yes. Bad timing. Bad timing. Detroit Lions. Oh, come on. Go. Uh, Yes. I mean... All right, look, no one chooses to be a Lions fan. You're born into it, and that's a privilege. <laughs> All right? Uh-huh. So, yeah, I mean, the the thing that I both love and is just um, so crushing about being a Lions fan is they have, they have the ability to, um, like, take your expectations for them, which you know are low. <laughs> There's no hope of them winning the game. You know that before it starts. And yet, and yet they're they're able to like lead you along in just the right ways to where you're like, look, I know they're not going to win, but they might, they're actually making this a good game, right? And then like in the fourth quarter, oh man, we've done this so many times, right? Like in the fourth quarter, so many times, dude. Like we're down, and we like like down by like three touchdowns or something ridiculous, and like. Marched on the field, get a touchdown right away. Like, well, that, I mean, that was good. That was exciting. How come we weren't doing that the whole game? Whatever. Okay. <laughs> and then, like, they get a stop and then they score again. And all of a sudden, it's like, a one, we? A one score game. We're within, we're within a, we're within a score. <laughs> like, I know we're not going to, no, I mean, like, I know, I know we're not going to win. <laughs> but, like, we could, like, for, like, this, this could actually happen. And then, like, they get a stop. <laughs> you're like oh my gosh looking at the score like all right we got two t- two timeouts left we got the, the two minute warnings coming up like we can i mean we're we're not but like we could we could do this and like marching down marching down marching down in the red zone like oh my gosh interception uh, like I, I knew it lions you duped me and i let myself be duped uh every week no sometimes it's just just depressing from start to finish <laughs> i mean they win some games that's fun too uh, i i feel like you know one of my friends from california he said uh uh 
he 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 realized that you were a Lions fan, mm-hmm. and he was like, I think he read our book maybe, and then he tied it together. I forget mm-hmm. how it came up, but he was like, you know, I think you you really have to have some real loyalty. He's like, I think it really says something about a person if they are a Lions fan. Yeah, do you think that like Bad judgment? <laughs> no, exactly. you think there's something about like patience or like. Long suffering. Oh, I've learned tragedy. so much. I've learned so much from being a Lions fan. Exactly. <laughs> Perduring in despair, <laughs> continuing in hope, <laughs> having patience, remembering that football isn't what dictates a good day or not. <laughs> or trying to at least. There's a lot there's a lot to be learned from a Lions as, as a Lions fan, yeah. Loyalty certainly. <laughs> I um, I think we we've talked about the fact that you're a poet. I mean, we've talked about it on this podcast before, begrudgingly. And uh, I think that there's something about the lions and tragedy and bad timing that are kind of connected here. Um, I'm gonna just let leave that out there though as a mystery. All right. Um, and <laughs> this oh, okay, yeah. Chapter nine. This is what we were kind of talking about as we wrote this section of the podcast and I didn't realize that like the title is bad timing. That makes sense why yeah. this episode is also called bad timing. Okay, but um there are some lines in here that you wrote that I really just love. They're just really kind of cut like deep and they're so tragic and beautiful. So I thought I'd read them. Cause to me it's like kind of like the first time because um because again when we wrote this I was Kind of in a fog, which is a good place to be for creating art, you know? Anyway. Plus, just speaking to the point of bad timing, we have not yet had a chance to go over this, what we wrote for this episode. Yeah, yeah. So I don't actually know what any of these quotes are going to be. Cool. Perfect. Then we'll both be surprised. Okay, here's one of my favorite favorite lines is, okay, slow down, change the subject. Which, you know, works really well with me if I'm like really focused on something and you try to slow down. Yeah, that's. And change the subject, both. Yeah, that doesn't work. I thought maybe then, though. Okay, this is another one. Okay, so this is like in the middle of us having a very heated discussion that Mm -hmm. we document in our book. And uh, I say, so this is. Your, your line is coming up. I say, you're choosing to be a priest if that's what you decide. And then you say, well, of course it's our choice. This is an inner dialogue, by the way. It's not fate. And I haven't even decided yet. <laughs> See, I, when you, the preface you gave, I thought these were going to be like beautiful lines I wrote. They are. This is so tragic. It's so funny and tragic. Okay, these are getting really. This is really sad. This is one. I, f- I feel like it's going to be a different kind of sad than I was anticipating. No, 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 it is. Okay, no. Listen, listen to this line. I will. No, she said with the finality of a closed book. That's so poetic. Yeah, Only that's silence cool. followed. It could have been me, but it's not. David is the man I've been praying for all these years. Ah, wait, wait, it gets better. It gets better. To keep her safe, to cherish her, to love her. Oh my goodness, that's that's poetry. That's hurts to read. It's Yeah, it hurts to listen to too. Okay, here's the last one. This one is so great. Okay. 
You, I'm really proud of you. This is oh, great thanks. writing. Okay. I'm, okay. Goodbye, Matt. Amanda, that's me, said, then turned and walked away. See, the turned and walked away, because when we first met, I also turned and walked away. You did. And that's that was like an exciting, that was like, a, but now yeah. I walk I away and it's sad. <sighs> and I'm not wearing your visor. Okay. I, that's you. I sat back down in the chair, check in hand. I've never had a meal that opened up so many possibilities and then just as quickly as slammed them shut. That is amazing. Yeah, Especially true. because like this point in our in our story, we think the story's over, but it's not finality of a closed book, but the book continues. But we're writing the book. But we're writing the book. Model hairs. Man. So this is what I want to say. Um, I'm wearing the same dress that I wore on the book cover. Same. It's. <laughs> I mean, habit. It's a cassock. But I'm also in the same outfit. But like, you want to wear your habit all of the time. Absolutely. Why yeah. you don't is a topic for another day. But I can only wear this dress so many times before it's like the thing that I wear. You know, before it becomes my habit for like oh, it's just some strange reason. But I thought I could wear it today because. Um, I don't know. I just was like really inspired by that piece of writing. And I also kind of wanted to talk about the Packers. And so that's kind of why I talked about the Lions. And then I also I'm going to reference the fact that when I <clears throat> when I wore this, um, this dress for a book cover, I also wore the shoes mm-hmm. that I wore when I sang for the Packers on Monday Night Football. See? It, come, it ties... Yeah, I mean, that was a lot of maneuvering, but you did tie that all together. Okay, all right. So here's another thing. I got this dress from my friend Mary, Mm -hmm. and she it was her dress. She was wearing it to my sister's wedding. And I was like, and and we were writing the book at the time, Mm -hmm. and I was like thinking about artwork for the cover. And I was like, that is a dress that I need to buy that same dress, you know, so that I can like because the black and the white and the lines and so i asked mary we're like the same size i'm like mary where did you get your dress she's like i know it's hard to find a dress in this size and she's like you know what you can have this dress (laughs) she's like i've worn it to a lot of weddings if i wear it to one more people are gonna be like please mary she's like the dress you wear yes she's like so i'll bring it right back so like at the end of the reception she like left for a while she and her husband come came back and he's like here <laughs> awesome. That's a good friend. She keeps a spare dress in the car. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the shoes that I wore on the book cover and the Packers. Oh, do we have a picture of that? We have a picture of me singing the national anthem and wearing the same shoes. Do you want me to show the yeah. book cover first? Uh, the, no, the just video. show the shoes of the. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm wearing the shoes on both. I mean, just can. You, is there a picture from ESPN? That that one. Oh yeah, yeah. There's just a still, so we can see. Okay, okay. Here's the thing. When so they were filming, they were only going to do a tight up close shot, and I just looked at the camera guy, and I was like, "What about the shoes?" <laughs> and I like motion of the shoes. He's like, "Okay," and I saw him like backing up <laughs> so that the shoes could also be in the shot because they're Steve Madden's. Which I don't think that Steve Madden is actually an athlete, but he sounds like Madden, like, like John Madden, like John Madden, and the shoes have like these—they like lace up, they like tie up like cleats almost, or like shoes. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, the way that they cross over, it just kind of <laughs> okay. looks athletic. But it's their high heels. But also, I bought 
another pair of Steve Madden shoes this one time. Mm -hmm. I have a couple of pairs. Um, but then I return them. I don't know where I'm going with this. I do. Bad timing. Okay, so I went with Father Brian, your friend, Father Brian. Yeah, good man. Ah. Yeah. We went to go return um these extra Steve Madden's because I was like, I really don't need all these Steve Madden shoes. And we get into the store and Father Brian's like, this place is huge. This is one big store. And like Father Brian is from Texas. So for him to say like this store is big. big. They, they know like big in Texas. He's just like, there's just so many shoes here. Is DSW my favorite store? It's like a warehouse. Oh I'm like, yeah, that's the point. And so I, it was because like, I don't know why he was with me. It was because I was visiting you and I needed a ride. Yeah, you were, he was your ride. Yes. Yeah. He was like driving me to ministry engagements and I was like, also I need to stop at the shoe store. Will you come in with me? But like he didn't quite, <laughs> I wanted him to like come in with me, like stand by me, but he was just like wandering around the store. Like he was shopping for shoes yeah. himself. Yeah. And then the guy at the counter started talking to me, like talking to me. This is why I wanted him to come in with me. And the guy's shoe. like, hey, why are you returning these shoes? But it wasn't just like customer service. It was like, hey, girl. And I was like, yeah. And I kept looking over at Father Brian. He's like, what a big store, right? <laughs> so finally, I like return the shoes. I'm like trying to make this not a situation where I have to like, where you like ask for a number or whatever, even though that was kind of coming. I was just like, okay, yeah, gotta go. And so then, because like he was nice, but that's not the point. So then I, um, this was like, two or three years ago and um so then i was like i say to father brian i'm like uh that guy wanted to hang out with me he's like okay i'm like for the rest of his life he's like he was probably pretty bored in there i mean it's just a huge place and nothing's really going on so i'm like <laughs> yeah that's not what i meant and then <laughs> it was fine anyway um aaron Rodgers. oh we kind of mentioned i mentioned aaron Rodgers. In the last episode, then we never came back to that. Oh, no, here we are. Oh, making eye contact with Aaron Rodgers. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, listen. Twice. Not once, but twice. Yeah. Double take Aaron Rodgers when he saw me. Seriously. Now, granted, I was like the only woman in the entire, like, vicinity. And I was, like, dressed up wearing high heels and, like, everybody else was a football player. So, that might so you beg didn't investigation. Blend in. Yeah. No. Yeah. <clears throat> But I think it was more than that. I think he knows that it was a discount double check. <laughs> 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 yes. no, okay, so we have footage of it that I would like to watch so that we can remember <sighs> when I talk about the glory days. This is what I'm talking about. Okay, I'm singing, and then Aaron Rodgers. What he looks, he lo watch. Just we can play it. All right. What's over? Okay, and he looks up to the jumbotron to see who's singing. Oh, who is that? What it's shoes you. is that person wearing? <sighs> we should pray. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we definitely should pray. <laughs> In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, help us. Thank you for helping us, for being with us and guiding us. Even in the midst of our bad timing, even in the midst of our um, 
mistakes and anxieties and worries that we let um, get the best of us. Thank you for being with us even in the times we don't trust. Because we know, Lord, that uh, even in those moments, there you are, guiding us and leading us. Give us a happy ending, Lord, that we're, should we stop? Should we stop? Yeah, I want to stop at the top of the prayer and start over. Because your mic? Because yeah, my mic was totally out. Yeah. <coughs> so what do you mean by stop? I mean pause and then we're going to cut in there when we say we should pray. Okay. I'll start the prayer. Yep. Over again, both of you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Three. Wait, are we still going? Yep. All right. Three, two, one. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for this moment. Thank you for all the moments that have led us here. Thank you for uh, the way you have worked in our lives and the way we have uh, allowed you to work. Lord, thank you for um, being with us in uh, those moments when we were filled with anxiety, being with us in those moments even when we didn't trust, being with us uh, in those moments when we forced something ahead Even in our mistakes, Lord, we know you're with us, guiding us and loving us. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for how you transform our sorrow, our confusion into joy, into laughter. Thank you that we can look back on on moments in our own lives that seemed so... um, wrong at the time like the the timing was wrong the situation was not falling into place or it seemed like maybe we were even outside of your will lord and yet at all times you're sovereign working all things together for our good help us to grow in love for you and love for all those whom you have called us to serve May we trust in your guidance, Lord. May we trust in your timing. Help us to recognize when we feel that things are uh, wrong or things are are not going as we should. Help us to recognize your presence, your plan in them, so that we may trust and rejoice in your timing. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. David, remember when we were in New York City on Labor Day on our anniversary and we went to that <clears throat> that uh, restaurant that was like way high up? Uh, yeah, Times Square, right? Yeah, in Times Square. Mm-hmm. And then after 
We tried to get back to the Bronx, and we turned into a two-headed monster. Yeah. We told that story on the podcast already? No, did oh, we? Okay. We just told it to so many other people. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we did, but I don't remember. Do you remember? Um, no, I think you <clears throat> talked about you being in New York on a subway oh, yeah. Another time. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. So more of my reminiscing about traveling days. Uh, but uh, this one... Two-headed monster. Huh? Is when we realize that we become a two-headed monster when we, there's no des- designated leader between us. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I remember when I realized that this was happening is when there was like this drunk guy sitting on the corner and you asked him for directions of like where to find the subway. And then you decided to take his advice. And I was like, no, 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 no. He... <laughs> This guy, you're like, why? He seemed like a nice guy. I'm like, yeah. Yes, so. Like, that doesn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. I was, I. <clears throat> you had I faith didn't in realize humanity <laughs> a lot. I didn't realize he was drunk till halfway through, and you just realized it a little sooner. Uh, like, so, and I. Before you know, we said anything. I didn't want to be rude, you know. Yeah. Oh, man. But and the then, problem was that then I talked to, like, so many other a competent people. competent person who, who I so thought you was thought. competent. It was like a police officer yeah, but, or like somebody who had a business right there. And we asked them for directions and they didn't really know either. Yeah. And yet in New York, <laughs> they'll just tell you. They'll just be like, go down that yeah, way. Yeah, just go right that, down yeah, there. Yeah. No, it's not even. And so then eventually I decided like I was just going to get home because it was super late. And you were like. And we just kept like fighting about which way we should go. And then I just had this sense that we needed to get on the train. And I just like figured out very quickly like that's where we needed to go. And I think like had we, if we had a little more time, we would have arrived to that conclusion together. But we didn't have time. So I was just like, I'm going on this train now. And I stepped into the doors. (laughs) (laughs) And they closed? No, he followed me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's sitting there like steaming. And I was like, and then we hear the voice saying, this is the last train to the Bronx tonight. <laughs> and I was like, well, well, okay. <laughs> Nothing and like then, an immediate, I told you so, right? That's yeah. that's a good feeling. Yeah, But then we kind of talked through it and we realized that um, it's better if we have a designated leader in times like that. Yeah, but here's what I want to say about bad timing because that was not the most ideal timing for getting back to our children in the Bronx. But um, but the relief after we both like kind of cooled down from the process of getting there, the relief was like excellent. We're like, okay, wow, we're on this train and we're gonna get back tonight, and that was exciting. Or is it just me? It was nice to get back. No, like but one or two going yeah. to the Bronx. <clears throat> but um, yeah, so I've done that a couple times, I guess. Um, but like when it comes to you know bad time, which I think is the worst when you're like really close and just you just miss it. Mm-hmm. Like on the other hand, then when you have some experiences like that and you do like act at the right time, yeah, the Lions do win a game. Oh, it's like it's so got to be like the best, like yeah. you know. And um, I, I I realize that like cultural values though have an impact on like how we view those things, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. what did your parents tell you tell you growing up 
more than I love you. <laughs> hurry up, we're late. <laughs> yes. I mean, I didn't count those things, but yeah, we always had to hurry, hurry up, up. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, come on. I feel like if you grew up in Michigan. Hurry up, everyone's waiting. Oh, That's, yeah. That we heard, hurry up, I heard a lot. Everyone's waiting. Yeah, everyone's in the car ready. Hurry up. <laughs> Did your parents say that, David? Um, I'd have to think about that. Your dad is very laid back. I don't think your dad says hurry. And your mom, even though her name was Karen Quick growing up. (laughs) She was not. Yeah, not particularly. I mean, I think she likes to take it easy, too. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of times where there was like one or two people left in the house and the rest of the family was there. And there sometimes the honking would start Mm. and things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe one of the girls um, doing their makeup. I can't remember exactly. I heard this. This mom, uh, also in the airport. I guess I just have spent half of my life in the airport, so orange rain. Yeah. (laughs) This mom was saying to her son, we had just like flown back from some southern location. I think it was Nashville. And we got out maybe in like Ohio or something. And I heard her talking to her son. The son's like two years old. And she like, you could tell she kind of like got down by him. And she's like, all right, baby, we're not in any sort of rush are we and the son's like no mama she's like we're just gonna take our time aren't we and i'm like this this is how culture is made this is why southerners are the way that they are (laughs) because of this mother (laughs) this mother and like also you know the catholic church kind of slow i think Absolutely. Like, we were like, you know, we've been around 2,000 years. Like, there's no need to rush. And yet, like, the upcoming World Youth Day, mm-hmm. I heard that the theme was Mary arose and went in haste. Remember when we learned about that? And I'm like, yeah. yes, that is what I'm talking about. That's my language. Finally, something fast, quick. Let's and, go, let's and go, And we let's learned go. about that last January, mm-hmm. January 2019. No, January 2020. Yeah. Is when we heard about that. Mary went in haste. In haste. And then, and then the haste meant. <laughs> then the delay. world shut down. And now the church is like, we may or may not have World Youth Day in two or three years-ish. <laughs> yeah. Is that perfect? It is certainly <laughs> ironic. But I think there's something to um, probably for me to learn about that. Oh, yeah. About timing. Yeah. Like it doesn't always have to be like. Quick, fast, everybody hurry up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the you're talking about the church, right? Yeah. Like the, the liturgy, when it's hurried, man. Oh, that's true. A lot gets lost, right? Yeah. When you can like just marinate in the liturgy, that's, that's nice. Now you can go too slow <laughs> in the liturgy. I mean, don't get me wrong. Right? Like you mean... That's really how they say it in Texas when they're like, they're, it's like in Spanish, yeah. but it's someone with a Southern Texas draw. Yeah. Have you heard that? It's Seriously. It happens. Very. But you know, I was um, kind of making fun of Pope Francis lovingly oh, yeah. in the last, in the previous episode. But this, um, this quote from him is a little more robust and I think... Suitable to our theme of bad timing, great writing. David, take it away. 
We can wonder if God is demanding too much of us, asking for a decision which we are not yet prepared to make. This leads many people to stop taking pleasure in the encounter with God's Word. Mm. But this would mean forgetting that no one is more patient than God our Father, that no one is more understanding and willing to wait. He always invites us to take a step forward, but does not demand a full response if we are not yet ready. He simply asks that we sincerely look at our life and present ourselves honestly before Him, and that we be willing to continue to grow, asking from Him what we ourselves cannot as yet achieve. And that's Pope Francis Evangelii Gaudium. Nice. That's kind of nice, right? Yeah, that is. That's well said from from Pope Francis. What's the other? I mean, any any time um, we talk about God as being so much more. I mean, I, I've said that a bunch already in these episodes, but um, but I love that that sense here, right? That that God is way more patient than we can even than we think about, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Um, God has that that patience uh, and that that plan, right? That that has the longer view than we do. Um, but I, I I don't know. That's that's a great way of um, wording that and working that in there. I like that part. I like this beginning where it says, "We we wonder if God is demanding too much of us, asking for a decision which we are not yet prepared to make." Mm-hmm. And like how he says this leads many people to stop taking pleasure in the encounter with God's word. It's like coming to prayer or even the thought of prayer with this presupposition that God's going to ask me something that I'm not ready for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, until Pope Francis said it this way, I never recognized that in myself, but I can see that like question anyway mm-hmm. in my own heart since I do like to Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. I was, it was how I was raised, okay? Um, to kind of maybe, maybe think that God's will is going to be like that. And then realize, to realize that, no, there's like, he has all the patience. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he exactly. He has the patience. Yeah, and if, if he's asking it of us right now, then like that is the right time, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I get this a lot in um, in spiritual direction and other, other times talking with people where they're like, um, you know, I'm I'm afraid that like if I pray about this thing, mm. that like then then God's going to answer it. And, like I don't know if I'm ready. Yeah. It's like well, well no, like yeah, that might seem like bad timing for you, but if God's offering it right now, then it then it is the right time, right? Like if, if God's acting in this way now, then then it is now. And if He's not, then it's not, right? But like to be afraid of God's plan, um. Like there's, there's just, there's no need for that because that is going to be, mm-hmm. uh, that is going to be in the end what's best, like truly best. Yeah. Like God's a great writer. <laughs> he is a great writer. The end? The end. We'd like to thank the congregation of Holy Cross for, well, being Matt's family and for their permission for him to fly down to Arizona to stay with the Holy Cross. It's okay to call them the Holy Cross guys. Oh, yeah. The Holy Cross priests and the guys here uh, in Arizona and also to be able to come film this podcast with us. 
Thank you also to all of those who support this podcast, especially Amanda Vernon patrons. Uh, as an Amanda Vernon patron, you can get uh, exclusive content, new songs every Sunday, and uh, help support Amanda and her family in this ministry. If you'd like to become an Amanda Vernon patron, you can check out amandavernon.com slash patron. May God bless you today and every day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God.